0: Hello, and welcome to Trekkie and Beyond, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Monika Pinkett.
1: And I'm Andrea Rose Washington, and welcome to episode 10. So, now on episode 10 of this season one, we this episode gives us more questions than answers. Like, what happened to Paul? Where is the USS Discovery? What did Laurel really do to Ash? And how are they going to get back to where they belong? Join us as we discuss all of these theories, because trust me guys, we have theories. <laughs> so moving on, what, before we start on anything, what was your initial reaction for this episode?
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, Connor's back
1: and then gone again.
0: And then Hugh, I'm so sad. I'm
1: no, so no, sad. no, we're not, no, cause Hugh did the trope. We're gonna talk about Hugh. He did the trope. He did what you're never <laughs> supposed to do.
0: oh my goodness i feel vested in the hue so i'm concerned so we'll talk more about him soon uh just wanted to like give you my initial reactions um i'm
1: scared (laughs) oh um so (laughs) my initial reaction of this episode i don't know how i feel about this episode to be honest i didn't hate it but i didn't love it I don't know because maybe because it gave me more questions than answers and I feel like we deserve more but it's also a tv show so they're never going to give us everything okay. all right. at once right. so I'm on the fence I don't know a lot happened in this episode but again so many more questions were borne by things that I thought we were getting answers for and for every answer we got it was like 10 more questions spawned so I don't know how I feel
0: yeah and that happens a lot in those these whole like multiverse multi-dimension kind of stuff where like anything goes and they can reinvent
1: themselves yeah (laughs) and this is that episode of reinventing yourself (laughs) good segue because the opening scene of this episode um we see that was unable to figure out where they are and nothing is technically where they're supposed to be the U.S. Discovery did go where they were supposed to go, but nothing is where it's supposed to be where they went. And then we see that the Discovery is about to be uh, attacked by the Vulcans, um, which was weird because you think they're allies, they or they still think that they're allies. But then there was something I missed on the first time I watched this, and I didn't catch it until the second time I watched this episode. Um, Saru's threat ganglia went off when Ash walked onto the bridge. Right. I didn't catch that the first time I saw it. I thought it was the Vulcans. And so I watched it again. I was like, oh no, Saru, what does your threat thingies know that we don't know? What did you think about the opening scene? Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued.
0: I'm always intrigued by these opening scenes. Um, And I'm also wondering, well, what happened to that Klingon ship that, um, which I guess was, damage and all of the remnants was out there with and the Vulcans were still there so as confused um intrigued about what's going on I and Ash was I think late to the party Mm -hmm. Ash even though there was a yellow alert um Ash was late the last one to the bridge um so he seems distracted yeah he doesn't seem like 100% what you want a security officer to be on top of the game so I'm worried about Ash in this new place that they're at. And if he has, like, if he's 100% has full attention on um, their next biggest obstacle, not Laurel. And I think in the back of his head, he still has this post PTSD.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we also see that the Cooper comes to give Uh, Discovery some assistance and everyone's sort of confused because Cooper is supposed to be be, um, being refitted. Um, So they're sort of shocked that it's here. Um, And then when Ash finally loads upon the little ship to go get the data drive from the Klingon ship, the destroyed Klingon ship, um, we see him having another little meltdown. Um, And what did you think brought that on? Besides the Klingon ship, like did, I didn't really notice anything that specifically triggered him, did you?
0: No, well, I guess it was the Klingon ship. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's what triggered. maybe opposed to PTSD, anything could be a trigger. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure, he's just not stable. It's um, he's not the person I would sit on an away mission. But no one really knows exactly what he's going through but him. Michael knows a little bit more, but um, but yeah, he seemed to like be, have a complete outer body experience during that away mission just to get the the data from that Klingon ship so they could figure out more about where they're at, how they got there, what time zone, what time they're in, all of that.
1: And then one thing we see, we see the beginning or I guess a continuation of Burnham letting feelings override her logic because we can see when she can hear that he's having a freak out, I think, but Lorca can't. Yeah. And so we can see that she's letting feelings override her logic, which is very different for her because and now we're seeing that Lorca um, is starting to see the Ash there's something wrong with Ash. And even though he knew now that it's affecting Lorca, he's not like happy about it. Did you, did you have any yeah. thoughts on that about Lorca? His, I mean, we, I know how we feel about Lorca, but did you have any thoughts <laughs> about how Lorca is sort of now is like, Ash, Is something wrong. Like what's happening?
0: Right, I think Lorca is recognizing that also that Michael seems a little distracted that mm-hmm. she's not her typical logical self. And we're seeing also in the actress that plays Michael, more expression on her face, like more yeah. mystery looks and like pondering and different things like that, which before, especially the first time we saw um, Michael on Discovery with Sorek, she was very rigid. Yes. Very few emotions in the face and body language. Now she's like raising eyebrows and different things like that, which, is because she's connected in mm-hmm. love. <laughs> so there, and I think, um, yeah, Lorca is connecting on that, that like there's a little bit more that's going on that he doesn't know, but that Michael needs to stay focused.
1: True, very true. Um, and then one more thing, which is
0: interesting ahead. with that line that he said, I can't quote exactly what he said to her. I was thinking, you know, that's undercut because he had an affair with the ambassador and he was telling Michael to kind of like stay focused on their mission but really he was he was dipping (laughs) and carrying on so he just needed to be quiet anyway
1: sorry no (laughs) you're right because no you're 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 fine that's definitely the pot calling the kettle black like come on now right come on (laughs) Um, and then we also learn um, while uh, Ash is out there that um, it's a Vulcan and, 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 and an Andorian on the Klingon ship that's destroyed. Um, and so that leads them to another host of questions of why are these people working together and against, for what they know, the Federation. So whole another host of questions. Um, I had to look up what the Andorians were again. I couldn't remember. Even though like I just watched them all the time on the other show. And I was like, wait, are those? Oh, yeah, I know those people. <laughs> Me too. I wish there was a visual. They could <laughs> keep us a little bit more. Um, and then we see that Ash goes to visit Laurel in the brig. And I, not to like toot my own horn, but I was right. She yeah. did something to that boy. She yeah. did something to that man. And it's almost like a mind control that she has like she said a safe word if I could speak Vulcan I would say it but she said some things a prayer and it triggered him what did right. you think about that scene the whole scene of them in the brig of the control that she has almost the intimacy that he had with her while he was confronting her
0: right and I don't know if I would say it was a Vulcan
1: like safe word but maybe there was a Klingon
0: safe word oh, so, I'm so sorry yes
1: Klingon not Vulcan I apologize incorrect terminology
0: but, yeah and i was wondering too if if um ash has like stockholm syndrome like if he's still connected to her and unable to let that go it's just too early um for for him to be in this and i was surprised that he i think during that scene he really he removed the force field mm-hmm. between she told him, him, him to yes and he did that which i was like oh no he didn't um (laughs) and then they went in for like a hug kind of thing and i think he like reached for her neck or um but i i don't know there's there's definitely some flashbacks and at least he showed more power there um i'm a little confused about that relationship and i'm sure that there's going to be more we're going to see more, they're going to share more about how she controls him and has so much the extent of the power. How, yeah.
1: yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then moving on to part two of the episode, because I feel like this episode was broken down into like four different parts almost. Um. We, again, see Burnham having more feelings than logic when it comes to ash when he confronts when she confronts him in the cafeteria we see that she knows there's something wrong with him and she knows she should he needs to turn turn himself in and he's able to talk her out of it and episode one burnham would not have gone with it episode one burnham would have went straight to Lorca and turned him in right and that was we're seeing more and more of her be human, I should say, instead of Vulcan. Um, and then we see her go to engineering and see Tilly and they open the data core and they are able to, um, sort of now I'm trying to learn about what's going on in the universe that they're in. And they're being held by the Cooper once more and the Cooper is about to fire on them. And then we find out this awesome thing about our little Tilly. This universe is Tilly, is, is Captain Kelly. She's the captain, Captain She's the captain of the Discovery, and oh, I love her. I love her. I love her. What did you think about that whole about her becoming finding out that she's the captain of this of she's the captain of Discovery? Yeah. All I wanted to say was, I'm the captain now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: There was a little foreshadowing too. I don't know if it was an episode or two ago with Paul. Paul Mm -hmm. mentioned Captain Tilly. And maybe because he knows about what's going on in other uh, alternate universes. But uh, it's interesting how one of the least confident characters um, in the whole show that I can think of is now going to become the most powerful, potentially. We'll see how this all unfolds. But yeah, she's in the captain's chair like she wanted, like she was training for. So girls gotta step up (laughs) and and act and be as confident, just played a role Um, and she does it well. She does it really good so I'm impressed by her and her gut so uh, you can tell she's a little nervous at first Mm -hmm. about being in that role, that position. Um, But she carries it off well, Um, I'm gonna just jump ahead, I really like her hairstyle.
1: And yeah her, no because um, we see it in that scene he, he yeah. throws um saru throws it up onto the the little screen for them to see that she is the captain and right. she is a rocking blonde red hairdo yeah girl is swinging it yeah I mean, straight mind,
0: cuts it. on the sides yes and, uh, yes. and um, i love the gold the gold and black contrast and in mm-hmm. the uniforms
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so in that scene, I love. I had to remember that opening line that she said when she's um, half talking to Cooper. Hello, this is Captain Tilly. What the heck? heck hell, hell, what the hell? Hold your horses! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I must listen to her say that line like four times because she was just like, I, 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 "What am I supposed to do?" Um, right. <laughs> and then that whole scene lends them into this sort of like. Um, mirage is not the right word what's the word when like you have the I can't think of the word but basically the not flashback a flash forward the little reel that I can't think of the word people um when they show them basically changing over the USS Discovery into the ISS Discovery um because they find out that the world they're living in is ruled by Terran people who hate everyone else which, no one mentioned it, but Saru it looks like he's the only non-human on that ship. Oh. When they brought that up, and I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but I caught it the second time I watched it. Saru is the only non-human that I've seen on that ship. Everyone else is human. I think there's a robot. Like a gray and white robot? I have to go back and look, because I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen anyone else who is, I'll, well, I'll say this, obviously. Non-human,
0: right on
1: the ship. But um, then
0: again, I don't remember seeing her in this episode. I'm saying the robots, like a her, but mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the I've seen the robot montage. Movie. I'm
1: uh, so sorry, it's a montage. <laughs> that's a good point. So, that's, like, he, yeah. he cannot have any access to anyone, or he like he can't be seen if they're ever on the bridge and they showcase the video, like he can't be there um, because he's non-human and this war is against all non-humans, which is why it's the question of why the Vulcans, uh-huh. the Andorians and the Kling were on a Klingon ship because they probably banded together to take out this new federation. And they have different uniforms, different lo- different little badges. Um, everything about them has changed, and I will say, Surreal runs a tight ship because he got that changed over real quick. <laughs>
0: yeah, the new uniforms, yeah, the change of the ship, and they had to research. Thank goodness Ash was able to bring back that data core to find yeah. out exactly what change they should make. I, I, I do want to mention to the listening audience, they're in an alternate universe. And with the discovery, the USS Discovery and the ISS Discovery switch places. We think,
1: yes, yes, we think. Which <laughs> is the question of what? The, what is the ISS Discovery doing? Yes, yes.
0: And if they are the only ones that switched, right? They, I guess, yeah. they are the only ones that switched and the ramifications of that crazy because i guess there's
1: another tilly in our timeline <laughs> and apparently this tilly is not afraid to get her hands dirty because to become captain of the discovery she killed the previous captain in his bed just killed him while he was recovering from the flu so this is reminds me of almost um that vin diesel movie um you kill you keep what you kill uh when they said that she killed the last captain instead of being like court-martialed or thrown in the brig she became the captain so it just reminded me of that because i would think you would maybe still arrest her but they instead she got rewarded you know right right so it reminded me of that vin diesel movie the one where he can't see i can't think of the name of it um but yeah it's like and I remember one of the themes of the movie was you keep what you kill. So like you weren't punished if you killed someone, you were, able, um, you were rewarded with whatever they owned.
0: Right. The tough thing about moving in a storyline, moving to another universe like this, another like and potential timeline is that really you can reinvent the past and the future. So like everything's off the table at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's so many unknowns. And it's, it's actually a little hard to keep up. Um, and th- thank goodness they have different uniforms to keep, yes. help keep it straight. Um, because I struggle sometimes with other storylines that go back and forth to other
1: um, dimensions and universes. Yeah. OK, well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and then we will be back to discuss the second half of this episode. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Trekkie and Beyond part two. I am worried about Paul and the spore drive being offline. He seems to be weak. He's recovering like in an infirmary and he's worried about him. Mm -hmm. Um, Captain Lorca just wants Paul to get back to (laughs) back to business. And um Paul seems to be angry and and agitated and um, abrasive, um, but weak as well. So without Paul, they cannot hop and travel to get out, to get back to their normal dimension. So I'm worried about Paul and Paul always has a special place in my heart anyway. So yeah, what do you think
1: about Paul? Um, so with Paul, I can tell that he's not there. I can tell that mentally he's not there. Um, like while his eyes are clouded over, it's not him. Like it's almost like he's still in like la-la land almost. Like, so I'm worried that he won't get out of that. Um, I'm worried that he won't get out of that, that he won't be able to recover. Um I saw. I like that Hugh stood up to Captain Lorca regarding Paul, right. um, because he like Lorca cares when it when it um, what's the word Lorca cares when it affects him. Oh yeah. And so now that Paul is out of commission, he cares, and he tried to put a new doctor onto him, and he was like, Nah, no, you had it your way. You're not gonna put a new doctor on here. Basically, I knew. Hugh knew that if Lorca put a different doctor on there, the doctor was just going to do whatever Lorca told him to do to get Paul ready right? and risk Paul's health. So I like that he was like, no, he's under my care. No one's better at it than I am. Back off. And Lorca did, um, which is very interesting.
0: Right. And Hugh is Paul's next of kin. So he should be involved in all of these decisions and it was like a nice way of star trek like nailing that home um mm-hmm. about um loved ones also being impacted not just the captain and the i don't know the
1: federation by um by these consequences but technically because lorca is his husband not lorca sorry he he is his husband he's technically not allowed to work on him unless the rules are different. <laughs> so
0: Right. So there's a conflict of They're both
1: bending the rules, but he's actually bending it for the right reasons and Lorca's bending it for the wrong reasons.
0: Right, right. At this point, I mean, it's not like Lorca, like Lorca can go complain to the Federation. Like yeah. uh, Hugh has more bad, like that's <laughs> more evidence against Lorca. So it's like, you better be quiet. Otherwise I have, I can some knowledge and take you down sir so, <laughs> um, but I think though if I remember correctly in this scene Paul mentioned to Hugh to watch out yes that like there was danger behind him or around him and so was, that's another reason why I was a little worried about Paul and Hugh and what's going to how this is all going to unfold and evolve
1: because yes. we know with Paul's foreshadowing is—it's going to come true, and it it's is. Be he really can see bad. it; he's yeah. already seen it, and he just doesn't know how to articulate it in a way that they can understand it.
0: Right now, while Paul was in the infirmary with Hugh, Ash stops by,
1: and well, that happens a little bit after oh. um, they figure out what their next plan is. Okay, um, so backtrack real quick um so Burnham finds out what her and Lorca's counterparts are and they she finds out that Lorca was the still the captain of his old ship and Burnham was the captain of the Shinzo and Lorca tried to overthrow the emperor and he failed because right. Burnham was sent to stop him. And so you see for a moment, Lorca is sort of like worried. He's like, or not worried, but hopeful. He's like, is my crew, are they still alive? And finds out that they're not still alive, which leads them to the plan of boarding the Shinzo. And they need Ash for that. But Ash has not fill up to speed to do it, which is why he goes back to visit Hugh. And now we can go back to that part. <laughs> because it leads up because after that part we gotta jump to the next part so I just wanted to give them background just in case they haven't watched the episode uh, um why Ash is back to visit Tyler because he has to go on another mission um to the Shinzo to the Shinzo to get information about another USS ship that is in their universe somehow right so while um Hugh
0: and and Ash are talking in the infirmary. Like, Ash asked for like a more detailed um, I don't know, health um, scan. scan to find out what's going on with it. Like, you know something else is there and Hugh finds out that there's like another layer. Like, there's, I guess he's a little bit short. Ash is a little bit shorter and there's things that are inside of underneath of his skin and mm-hmm. other connections that were that we're realizing the connection to Klingon. And um, I think this is where your foreshadowing came true. (laughs) Um, Well, what? (laughs) 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 Um, So who he's connected to and how in the Klingon community and and culture is a whole other thing. But yeah, they were
1: experiment, they actually, there's, yeah, physical modifications like basically they shaved his bone down um to make him smaller um which I just don't see that as being anywhere near pleasant whatsoever
0: yeah and I'm surprised that didn't come up in the first diagnosis yeah
1: yeah first. and then he also um discovers that there they say they always look for people to make sure they're not under Stockholm syndrome. That there's not like another personality implanted. That there's not um, all these other things to make sure that they're not get, they're not getting back a double agent, a double agent, a secret, a sleeper agent. Uh, and we find out that Tyler, that Hugh finds a different personality, another personality in Tyler, okay. and then Hugh does what you're never supposed to do. He did the trope that I hate. You confront someone with bad news knowing they don't want bad news because Tyler is desperate to go on this mission with them. Tyler has to go on this mission with them. And he you know he's not going to want to hear this. And you confront him by yourself. And what happened to you? I think he's dead. He's dead, people. <laughs> he's dead because Tyler in the whatever... Klingon mind whatever personality which I think is Volk I think she put Volk in his head I don't know how I don't know how she would have done that but I think she put him in there snap his neck right next to Paul right and he was
0: was upset that Paul didn't like jump to huge rescue
1: Because Paul's not there
0: though Paul's (laughs) not there (laughs) mentally but
1: in my heart, I wanted Paul to save his <laughs> husband. Because <laughs> we saw when Ash was in the room, when you said that um, Hugh gives Paul a kiss and his eyes uh, go back to him for like a split second. And he says, the enemy's here. And then they go back. Um, it's Paul's not there, sadly. And I think that's going to, if Paul ever recovers from this, that is going to devastate him that his husband was killed next to him and he wasn't able to do anything about it. I hope they find a way to save Hugh because I feel like it's space. So, you know, they could find a way. It's the future. They should find a way to save him. But right. I don't think they are. And
0: then I was also thinking, I'm sure there's like on um, new age cameras or whatever, footage of this so that they know who killed Hugh. But then Ash is the chief of security. So he could
1: possibly remove all evidence. So here's the thing though, because it wasn't technically Ash who did it, it was, but it wasn't. Because the side that came out was the Klingon side that came out and killed him. It wasn't Ash. Um, So I think he's not going to consciously know to hide the video. The Klingon side, whoever, whatever she did to him, whatever is inside of him, Killed Hugh. It, that I, I know that it wasn't Ash didn't consciously kill him, but I don't know if he's going to have the foreshadow to think of erasing the video. Okay, that's what I think. Because like right after it happened, he said something in Klingon, didn't he? Or am I, am I just missing? Yes, mis- yes, he did. he did. So I think that was like this the survival of the other personality came to the top for a second. Sorry, people who saw me do the hand motion uh, of I killed Hugh and then went away again or got Ash to leave the room and then went away again. Um, And uh, Ash is going to pay for it, though. He's going to pay for it.
0: Right. I was thinking this is a way in which like, potentially Ash could be incarcerated as well. Yes. Michael.
1: (laughs) They're going to be the king and queen of that jail cell. Oh, my goodness gracious. So then we see, um, in the last little action part of this episode, we see Michael, Lorca, and um, Ash reach out to the the Shinzo and they go there. And Burnham is playing her supposed missing in action for Captain Self. Oh, she's Captain Lorca. Before before they
0: go there, let's talk about like Tilly's or. Michael's conversation with Connor, right? That Over the connect... right, so that so that they can encourage Connor's ship Connor to oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. route there. And then um Lorca's like Lorca doesn't know who Connor is, and but he notices there's a connection there with the rest of the crew noticing Connor. And Connor was actually one of the first individuals to die, I think.
1: I think he oh. was the one who was in the um the brig where she was. Yeah, he stopped and he, by and was visit sucked her. out. Yeah, he came to visit her. He was supposed right. to be going somewhere else and he got sucked out. And you can see that's affecting her. Seeing him is affecting her. Right, right. And he seems as
0: though Yeah, because she died in in our dimension and then Also, I think she was the last to see him alive. They were all mourning his death. And then all of a sudden there he is on the screen as the most potentially powerful person on that ship. He Mm -hmm. moved up rank fairly quickly. Um, But then once he noticed that Michael wasn't charged, was kind of back, but Lorca had Lorca as a prisoner, he seemed to like show restraint That was like a reality check for him that michael's in charge and that's because michael is going to become the captain of the ship
1: yeah so we see um before the elevator ride we see them um lorca basically gives himself a broken nose and like a messed up face and they are going to put him in the agonizer room um as it's so lovely called because he can't just pick people in the brig
0: you gotta torture
1: them in this universe and it's literally a box that um uh, Just makes you feel agonizing pain. And for all of those people who uh, may be Harry Potter nerds like me, it reminded me of a scientific uh, cruciatus curse of it's just pain. Nothing's actually touching you. It's just pain. Um, And we see that Burnham doesn't want to put Lorca in there. And uh, Lorca tells her, like, let it go. No, like, play your role. I got to do this. Is it um, does it show you
0: like when you're in that box, does it show you like your deepest, darkest fear? Like how
1: does that how I, does think it just, it I think work? it just causes agonizing pain? I think okay. it just causes agonizing pain because they were screaming not they were screaming in pain, not in fear. Oh. Um, they were screaming uh like just because there's a there's a different type of scream. When you scream right. when you're in fear in fear of something. You can, you can sort of tell the difference of what type of scream it is. And that was a scream of pain. Like they were in pain. Um, and it's gonna make him basically be in pain. Um, yeah, just it, it just inflicts pain. <laughs> um, basically as they like transfer them wherever they're gonna go. Cause you can't just be in the brig. You gotta be in pain. Um, you gotta be tortured. Cause these people are so lovey-dovey and I'm so happy. I don't live in the mirror universe. Um, but then we see Connor is taking Michael up to the brig. Not the brig, sorry, the bridge. Too many words that sound the same. And we hear him say that, you know, he has an issue with getting the crew to really follow him. Like they did her. And this is not our lovey Connor. This is not our Connor that we care about because he tries to kill her and she is forced to take his life. And I think that is going to sit with her for a very long time. Right, I,
0: I think Michael said a, a little earlier in the episode that everything in this dimension is different because they have to be more aggressive to survive. Yeah. And uh, they take a lot more risks and it's different than the Federation's piece. It's completely opposite. And so everyone's, so far we see everyone's out for themselves and just like almost the opposite of the characters in our dimension.
1: Um, I just know that she's not gonna be okay that she killed him Um, because She already regretted his death once because she was, in quotation marks, the cause of his death the first time. And now she's the cause of his death the second time.
0: But the... of her killing him because- Oh yeah, they clapped. Right, they Mm -hmm. applauded, gave her a standing ovation if I remember correctly. Um, as soon as she left the elevator and walked onto the bridge and they showed Connor there in the back that they were pleased. So it makes me think that also maybe Connor was just, obviously, not, they didn't support him as a captain.
1: No, they didn't. They didn't. But I'm saying for her personally to have to live with taking his life, even though he did try to take hers, I feel like that's going to weigh on her in a bit. Just even though she knows it was a kill or be killed situation, she she basically killed him twice. So, well, once, because I still, he'll I'll die on. The first one wasn't her fault. Um, and then she gets into the captain's chair. And, well, she, and this and one was really self defense, if I have to say. Was, but she still right. killed him. He's still dead. Yeah. I'm but not saying, I'm not saying she's bad. wrong for it. I'm just saying I feel like it's going to probably weigh on her because yeah, yeah. she still killed him. And he wears the face of her friend. Right. Not that that guy was the good guy, but he wears the face of her friend, the one who did die, who, and now she's like, I feel like it's going to weigh on her because she's feeling more human than Vulcan now. And I feel like that his death is going to weigh on her. Even though she was completely justified in everything that she did, I just think it's going to weigh on her. Even though it doesn't need to be. Right. Well, she can't show it. Yeah. Nope. She can't. (laughs)
0: Because long live Captain Burham. <laughs> long
1: live the Empire. Long live the Empire. Woo. Yeah. What a big change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the episode does sort of end on like a cute soft note, which is also like a horrible note. Um, we see Michael go back to her quarters and Ash is there and she's like, How did you get in? He's like, it's the same code that you use in Discovery. Um so shows that the two Michaels are similar in the sense they use the same code um and he basically hugs her and says that he will never let like literally anything like he'll protect her from the, like no matter what like he's gonna protect her even though he needs to protect her from himself and then it ends with Lorca screams so it's like they get a soft ending and Lorca's in pain yeah it's a weird but soft acute cute but horrible ending what do you think of the yeah. ending oh I thought it was
0: cute that like Ash creeps into her quarters, (laughs) like, the ultimate creep. creep. (laughs) (laughs) And he's waiting for her, and she had a long day, and she doesn't really want to talk about it, but they have an intimate moment together, and uh, they're able to connect. Um, He still needs to share a lot more information about what's going on, but I think he also stated that he will always protect her. And yeah. um, so it's a, a very sweet moment. A supportive moment. They're both going through their struggles in this.
1: Yeah, but his struggles will kill her though. So yeah, we're, he needs to work that out quickly. Um, so I thought this episode was going to resolve itself in this one, but it's not. So I sort of hope they don't drag this on on multiple episodes, like this Um storyline. I hope it gets wrapped up in episode 11. Um or do you like the storyline? Do you want it to go on for a bit longer?
0: No. So, I'm worried about ISS discovering yeah, in our dimension and yeah. what kind of havoc that could be ensuing. And then I'm also worried about like once they switch places again, does is Hugh back?
1: I, I'm worried no. about. I don't no. know. I need Hugh. No, no. Hugh. <laughs> no. He's my rock. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anything that happened on the ship, happened on the ship. I'm sorry. He's
0: Okay. And then there's another Paul. There's um, I'm worried. We're not quite sure if the Michael Burham in this new dimension is alive or not because they said that they she's. They think she's their or nobody. So yeah. we're not quite sure about that and, and the Lorca in this dimension. So if they accidentally bump into either one of those, that could be sketchy. I'm wondering about who's organizing all this? Who's the emperor? I have an idea, but who's the emperor? No, who's... no, tell me. Who
1: do you think the emperor is?
0: So I'm what this so this opposite. I'm wondering if it could be Saru? Could Saru be the no, emperor? He couldn't, though. Because it's, all, it's like, he's it's, not human. Right?
1: Yeah, he's not human.
0: Okay, then um, Captain Giorgio?
1: I was thinking that, too. I was thinking it might be her. I was thinking um, um, because Burnham's the captain of the Shinjo, So... And I don't think they said the emperor's sex. I don't think they said he or she, either way. Because right. the emperor's a recluse. So I think it might be Giorgio. I thought for a moment it was Michael until they said that she was a captain of the Shinzo. Right. Um... All right, people, tell us in the comments um, who do you think the emperor is? And no spoilers. If you've already seen who it is, don't comment. This is people who haven't seen it because I haven't seen it. Um, But who do you think the new emperor is going to be?
0: Right. Either that or Ambassador Kathleen? There's so many. It's someone else, some other character that they're going to bring back in a different way. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's
1: someone we've seen before who's, I think, dead in our universe, but alive in theirs. I'm wondering. Okay, well, we're coming to the end of this episode. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with the group? I'm eager to find out who the
0: emperor is because the emperor is the one that like strings all this along and um, and so or- orchestrates all of this. And uh, how in the world do they get back? Because I need closure in our original dimension. <laughs> yes,
1: I I'm like you. I'm worried about what's happening with what the ISS is doing in our dimension. Um, so I need them to get back. I hope this. I hope this episode or this storyline only lasts one more episode because I don't want to. I don't, I feel like anything more than just dragging on, like get the information needed from that other USS, um, the US, other USS ship and get back. Um, So I, like I said in the beginning, I, this episode gave me more questions than answers. I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, But I did enjoy watching it. So, let's just wrap this, this the storyline up. Don't be like the mud one where like nothing sort of happens at the end of it all. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, thank you again for listening to us guys. Uh, we, we are very happy to all the listeners, all of our followers, everyone who loves us. Thank you so very much. Um, so remember to please subscribe. Uh, if you're, you're watching this on YouTube, click that red button. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, please subscribe to us there. So you will be notified when we get in, when we post any new episodes. So as always, I'm Andrea. And I'm Monika. And live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Andrea. Thank you so much for listening to the most recent episode of our podcast, Trekkie and Beyond. If you enjoyed it, please consider supporting us by clicking the support button in the episode's description. As always, guys, live long and prosper. Bye!